Good morning, everyone. Um, I hope everyone had a blessed day or a blessed weekend. Um, before we get started, we're going to do prayer, then we'll get on with our devotional. Uh, someone said I need to introduce myself because people don't know my name, but it's on the cover. But my name is Prophetess Lou. Um, these devotionals were given to me by the Holy Spirit, and I try to convey everything he tells me to own the devotionals. Um, I pray these devotionals be a blessing to you. And as I read them, I hope that we both can, all of us can grow together and learn more of what the Holy Spirit wants from us. So let's get started with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for loving us and taking care of us. We thank you for waking us up this morning. Let us see another day that we never seen. Father God, we just praise your holy name. And we just thank you for allowing us to have a nice car or a nice job or a place to stay, a roof over our, 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 our heads, Father God. We just thank you. We thank you for your mercy and grace. And Father God, as we read your word or hear your word, we ask you to bestow on us wisdom and knowledge. Help us to apply what we hear and what we read to our lives. And bless the ones that are hearing it. Bless the ones that are reading it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, verse of the day, Job 23 and 10. But he knows where I'm going. And when he tests me, I will come out as pure gold. Topic. Tested to be pure gold. Affirmations. I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it behind me. I am a conqueror. I'm working on myself with God. I'm going through my tests with God. I have been tried and I'm going to be okay. We all have a test we must go through or a test that we, have, we must pass. Sometimes we fail those tests. Those are the most challenging moments, and sometimes it shows the ugly side of us, the side we try to keep away from others or try not to show. The biggest thing we can do when we fail is not to continue to look at what we did wrong, but look more to God. We won't pass every test. We won't master everything, but when we place our focus on God, he will see us through. The one thing we must keep in our mind, in our heart, is that he knows where we're going. He knows what we need. He knows when we try and when we are at our breaking point. And he would direct us if we allow him to. That's what this walk in our relationship is all about, is knowing he knows everything and he would take care of us. James 1 and 12 says, Blessed is a man who remains steadfast in the trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life where God has promised to those who love him. Listen. This verse is telling us we are blessed when we stay steadfast under the trials, under the problems, under the scrutiny. He will receive the crown of life. It's a promise to those who love him. When we love him, he, we, we will hold our tongue. When we love him, we will turn away from the fleshly things. When we love him, we will give him all of us every day to achieve the crown of life. Life isn't about the things we collect or amount of money we have and those and those things are nice, but it's about building a relationship with God. It's about holding his hand even when the water is really, really high. It's about knowing he doesn't care who you used to be. He cares about the person you're trying to be now. Psalm 66 and 10 says, For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. Silver is tried over and over and over. Usually the, the silversmith don't stop until it's clear. And when they do, the silversmith blows air through it to blow off anything else that isn't pure silver. Silver takes a minute to become the beautiful rings and chains we see. And that's like us. God will continue to put us through until we are clear of all sinful things that try to attach itself to us. We aren't just tested for kicks and giggles. No, my friend. We are tested because God sees us for who we are, and he wants that from us most of all. Verse 9, he has preserved our lives and 
kept our feet from slipping. This is what God does for us each day, even if we didn't see it, even if we don't like it, even if things are shaky, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He does care. He preserves our life. Whether you are a sinner or a Christian, he will take care of you because he loves you. People can say all day he doesn't care for the sinner, but generally does, but he generally does. And it, it's been days in my life before I gave my life to God that I know I made it through because of God. Even when we are slipping, he makes us make sure we are okay. And he goes back to our it goes back to our verse today that he keeps trying until we are we come out as per though today. If you feel that every time you turn around, you have a test after test, look at your life. See what you were doing in it. What could what could you change or what God is trying to change in you? Be a willing vessel. Be a willing servant and change your heart and mind and honor God. It's better to follow his will than to try to walk against it because when we are against it, we won't ever, ever win. Prayer. Heavenly Father, continue to change us. Continue to do what you know we need. Father, we are sorry if we done anything that's not of you. Lord, the test is hard. And sometimes we feel like giving up. But Father, we ask that you give us your strength to push through, to give us your love, to continue to feel love. Lord, we are grateful for everything, the small and the big things in our life. Lord, help us to see the bigger picture and not just the here and now. I know we, I know, I know we are weak in flesh, but we're strong in you. Lord, help us to be a beacon of light in our families, at our jobs, even at church. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So we're tested to be per gold. The thing I want, the thing the Holy Spirit wants us to know today is that what you're going through is a test. What you're going through is a trial. Just like I know some people don't understand silversmiths, you know, or, 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 or blacksmiths. That's something we don't know. So I'm going to put this in terms that we do know. Okay. So you just got through cooking. Counter is a mess. You get, let's say, Clorox wipes. You start wiping the counter. You get a little bit off and you notice there's still some there. So you get some more wipes. You wipe it again. You throw those away because it's full of gook. So you get more wipes. You wipe the table again or the counter. And you realize that by now you have used so many wipes. So what you do is you get a something stronger. Let's say a degreaser. You spray it on there. You wipe it and it comes out clean. That's what God is doing with us. He keeps wiping and wiping and wiping until we're clean. He keeps removing and removing and trimming and cutting until we are clean. Just like when someone prune a bonsai tree, they clip the little... the the dead ends or the things that, that don't need to be on the bonsai to make it look the way they want. That's what God's doing. He's clipping us. Some of us are in the clipping stages. Some of us are staying in the clipping stages because we don't want to be clipped. We don't want to change. We don't want to let go. That's why we continue to have these back-to-back trials because you failed one. And it's okay to fall. It is okay to fall. Don't beat yourself up. But what is not okay is to continue to, to fail the same test. What is not okay if you don't want to let go of the things that God is literally showing you. You don't need to be with this person. You don't need to do this. You don't need to do that. God gives us free will. I think I said it yesterday that he would continue to warn us to show us, hey, you're, you're doing this. I, you know, I'm telling you not to do this. And you're still doing it. He will keep warning us, hey, don't do this. Warning after warning after warning until his voice gets quiet. He's going to keep testing and testing and testing. 
And if you don't want to change, he's just going to let you be wherever you want to be. But the thing is that he loves you and he's going to keep chastising you until you get it because he loves us. Some of us, we, we go through the same trial because that's something that we actually need to work on. And we didn't learn it in the first lesson. We passed it barely. So he's like, let me throw it at her again in a different way. Let me throw it at him in a different way. But the, the thing we must understand is that he's not doing this because he hates us. He's doing this because he knows something is some, some way hidden behind all of everything that we try to show. There's someone better. It's a better person in there. It's a more compassionate person. It's a more loving person there. But he had to get through all that to get to that person. Another thing we must get out of this is that when we are tried, when we are tried over and over, we must get into our word. And everyone hears me say this all the time, reading your word praying, meditation, fasting. These things will build you up. So when you have tests, you can go through them like they're nothing. You can you can hear your father, you can hear your father say, okay, you can have a test today. Make sure you don't do this. Make sure you don't do that. Or be cautious. Or here, hey, here's the warning. I remember one time I woke up, middle of the night, he woke me up and he said, Lou, he said, something's going to happen. I need you to stay calm. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> No. And he's like, I need you to stay calm, stay focused on me. So I read the word. I prayed. I did my usual routine in the morning, got to work. Something happened and I was calm. And everyone was like, I'm so surprised that you was calm. I'm like, yeah, me too. I knew it was coming. You know why? Because I connected up with my father before I went to work. That's why it's, it's necessary that we pray in the morning. It's necessary that we read our word in the morning. I know some people aren't morning people, but we have to sacrifice. We have to have a sacrifice in our life. Abram was going to sacrifice his only son. God sacrificed his only son. These are sacrifices. And sometimes we have to sacrifice things that we don't want to give up, but we have to. Like sleeping. It's a sacrifice, but it's needed to connect with God. It's needed to pray with God. It's needed so he can direct our steps. How can he direct our steps through our day if we never stop to pray? How can he direct our steps to, uh, through the day if we don't read our word? We can't continue to look for different prophets and different pastors to give us a word when the Bible's right there and the Holy Spirit's right there. He's willing to give us direction, but we aren't willing to take the time to spend with him. Even when we ride in a car, instead of listening to music, pray. Pray. Ask, ask God, hey, you know, my day is going okay. Can you, can, you, can you help me through my day? Can you give me strength? He's going to give you strength. He's going to give you direction. But we have to be willing to hear him. And then you have some people say, well, I have five kids or three kids and it's really loud. Pray when they're sleeping. Read your word when they're sleeping. You have to learn how to carve your life where you're placing him in it, that you're making out a priority. You're saying, hey, even though I have this in my life, I want you in my life. So I'm making this time for you and me. This is the only time I got. So I'm making this the time for you and me. It doesn't matter if it's five minutes. It doesn't matter if it's 10 minutes. Some people are like, well, I pray for an hour. I read my Bible for an hour. I do those things. But does it matter? No. I mean, it'd be nice if you did. But the point is the Holy Spirit wants to spend time with you. So what you can give is what you can give. But if you can give more, give more. That's the point of building a relationship. 
That's how we go through these tests by building a relationship with God. We can't go through tests without it. If we don't have him, we don't have a steady relationship, it will show in your test. It will definitely show in your test. We all have failed tests. Don't let no one ever make you feel bad saying, oh, you failed that. (laughs) You missed that. (laughs) I can't believe you missed that. Don't let no one make you feel down because the Holy Spirit's not making you feel down. The Holy Spirit's not going to rain down brimstones on you. No, he's going to say, oh, it's okay. Get up. Let's go again. Come on. You got this. Come on, let's go. He's always willing to work with us if we're willing to work with him to get us through the test. Let's go to our verses today. Let's go to Job 2. Job 2. Sorry, they would not let me go to Job 2. I know this is nothing but the enemy right here. Okay. Let's look at verse 5 and 6. But now stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and you will surely, he will surely curse you to your face. Verse 6. Then the Lord said to Satan, Very well, then he is in your hands, but you must spare his life. You see right here, the Satan goes before God in the heavenly courts and he talks to God about us. And he says, Okay, I can test Luke. We're gonna use me because I don't want to use anyone else. We can test Luke because I know if I do this, Lou will fold. Okay, God's going to say, okay, go ahead. I know Lou, Lou have developed a lot. She's not going to let that, that slide. She's not going to fail. He's like, okay, let me try her. He says, okay, as long as you don't take her life. So he goes, he puts a test before me. Okay, let's just say an example, just an example. I haven't read my Bible. I haven't prayed. I don't meditate. I barely fast. Like I go maybe half a day. When the enemy tries me, I probably will fail because I am not wearing my armor. That's the point of doing these things. We are putting on the armor of God. But let's just turn this narrative around. He goes to God. He says, okay, let, let me try Lou. Okay, go ahead. Lou's going to do what she has to do. Okay, I read my word. I pray. I fast. I meditate and stay in his presence. When the test comes, I'm passing it just like this. He t- tries another thing. I'm passing it just like this. Why? Because I put on my armor. I put on the armor of God. That's what we have to do every day is put on the armor of God so that we can withstand against the wiles of the devil because we don't wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. That's what we wrestle against. Who you see in front of you, you're not wrestling with that flesh. You're wrestling with the spirit that's within them. And you can't fight that spirit that's in that person without putting on your armor of God. That's why we become bitter because we don't have our armor of God. That's why we become angry because we don't have our armor of God on. We must remember that having the armor of God on is important. So this is number seven. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sores and the sores, soles of his feet to the crown of his head. Then Jacob, then Job took a piece of broken pottery and scraped himself with it. And he sat amongst the ashes. His wife tells him, are you, are you maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. When we go through our tests and trials, you have people in the world that says, I thought you said you'd serve God. I thought you said you go to Bible study. You, you saying God did this to you? No. 
God didn't do this to you. The enemy did it and God allowed it because he's trying to test you and make you come out as per gold. But he can't continue to elevate us if he don't know we're ready for the next level. We can't grow spiritually if we're still on milk. We can't grow spiritually if we're still eating ramen noodles. He wants to put us on, let's say, catfish. He wants to put us on steak, salmon. but And we want to be put on steak and salmon. But how can you desire these things where you can't eat ramen noodles or the soggy cereal? Some of us are still on soggy cereal. I hate soggy cereal. I can't stand soggy cereal. But some of us are still eating that because we're not passing the test. So how many of us is going to get past the stage of soggy cereal? How many of us are going to get past this test of Raymond noodles? I want some filet mignon. I want some porterhouse steak. Okay? So in order for us to get there, we must prepare ourselves. It's not about watching and binge watching what's on Netflix. It's not about that. It's not about, uh, who is that show? Love is Blind. It's not about binge watching Love is Blind. It's not about binge watching Next Chef. It's not about watching the playoffs, even though I watch them, but you know, it's not about that. Carve your time. You need to watch the playoffs, okay? Let's go on to our next verse, Deuteronomy 8. If you have your Bible, go to Deuteronomy 8. I try my best to only teach from, um, what is it? I try my best to only teach from the NIV, but sometimes I love the way ESV breaks it down. For me, when I read a verse, I like to understand it, not just read it, not just read it. Oh, everybody reads from King James. I don't read from King James. If you don't understand King James, that is fine. Go to ESV, go to CSV, go to NIV, go to NLT. Whatever you get can get the word of God in you. You are trying to grow in God, not just read over a glaze over something. Okay, we're going to go to verse 2. Okay. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you you would keep his commands. See, that's why he tests us, to see whether or not we keep his commands. Some of us are still failing the same test because we don't want to obey that command. Oh, I don't want to stop smoking weed. Weed makes me feel good. Or I don't want to stop drinking it. It, it makes me feel nice. I'm nice when I'm, when I'm at home. It makes me do about my day like I can just forget about my day. Yes, when you drink, you will forget about your day because you're intoxicated. Yes, smoking weed makes you high. You will feel a high where you forget everything. You probably forget you're even in a room. Yes, those things are there to do those things. But those things, God is telling you to let go of. God is telling you to... to, to Honor my commands to follow me, to let go of the things of the world that's attaching itself to you. Things of the world attached to you like a magnet. We are magnets and the things of this world would draw to us so fast because we're open, because we're a light, a beacon. A lot of things draw to us to, to make that beacon of light grow dim. Some of us are eating soggy cereal because our light in us is dim. We're so dim that sometimes we forget what we must do we get so caught up into a certain sin that we get farther and farther and farther away from god and then all of a sudden you're you hit rock bottom you're like god how did i get here and he whispers to you and he says because you won't listen 
you won't listen to my commands. You can get out of this hole that you're in, but I, I need you to listen to me. I try to direct you, and you, you look the other way. I try to tell you no, and you wanted to live your life. YOLO. YOLO gets us in the pit. We got to stop living life like that. It's not growing us in Christ, okay? Let's go on to our third verse. Song 17. I'm looking at the time. I got like five more minutes. Song 17, verse 3. Though you probe me, let me read the one. Yeah. Though you probe my heart, though you examine me at night and test me, you will find that I plan no evil. My mouth is not transgressed. The author here says that you probe me. You you examine my heart. You see what's in me day and night. You test me. And you will see that it's nothing evil in me. As many tests you throw at me, I will not submit to evil. I will always go through and I, you won't find anything that's against you won't find any sin in me because i'm trying to live for you that's what david's basically saying i'm trying to live for you keep throwing the tests at me but you won't find anything in my heart because i allow you in to cleanse me i allow you into to change me i allow you in to mold me so you won't find anything in my mouth or in my heart that's going to cause me to sin because i pushed away those things we have to learn to push away because we can't come pure gold was still dancing in the world, teeter-totting in the, on the fence. You, you catch people say, well, um, I go to church on Sunday, but on Saturday I hit the club. You know how it is. No, I don't know how it is. I did back then, which I didn't club then either, but I understand everybody has their own thing. But the club is not going to help you. Drinking isn't going to help you. Smoking isn't going to help you. Illicit sex, gossiping, yes, I'm throwing that in. Excessive eating, I'm throwing that in. These things aren't going to help mold you because we must allow God to be the keeper of our mouth, the gatekeeper of our mouth. We must let God examine our heart and our mind. And in order to do these things, we must stay prayed up. Yes, I know someone could say, well, Job got tested and he was an honorable man, a righteous man. Yes, he was, but, but God wanted to try him. Job even woke up and asked God for forgiveness for his children's sin. That's how righteous this man was. Even as he was going through, he didn't turn his back. Even though everybody kept telling him, turn your back, turn your back. Come on, just cuss him and die. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and live life. Let's go ahead and make another life for you. Because right now you're, you're, you're messed up. But Job was like, no, I want to talk to God, but I can't find him. It seems like he disappeared. I mean, he found God. God asked him, where were you when I strung the stars? Where were you when I did this and this? We can fuss at God all we want. We can blame God all we want. I, I talked to someone the other day. Now I'm going to close out. She said that she's going through and she said at first she blamed God and then she blamed herself. We can't blame God for everything. We can't sit there and shake a finger at God when we didn't ask God, should we did this? Should we do that? God, is it okay that I take this, this trip to this place? And he never answered you because you never asked. And then something bad happened. You're like, why God let this happen? Was that in God's will for you? No. No, it wasn't. You found out later, God was like, I've been trying to show you not to get on that plane, Lou. <laughs> you got on that plane anyway. You went on that trip anyway. But Tessa's is going to happen. Bad days are going to happen. 
But we must remember that in order to go through tests and become pure gold, it's a process. It's a process. Not every pastor starts off preaching. Not every teacher starts off teaching. Not every prophet begins prophesying immediately. They might have those gifts, but it doesn't mean they get in the pulpit immediately. Why? Because God must mold them. God must shape them. A hamburger doesn't immediately come out of the package of the, the packaged meat as a hamburger. You have to either shape it if you got ground meat or if you have the pre-made patties, you must put it on the stove, cook it before you eat it. It's a process to everything in life. So we shouldn't be surprised that it's a process through when we get tested. We shouldn't be surprised when, when we're tested to, to see whether we're ready for that next level. So if you're going through a test today, ask the Holy Spirit, what am I missing? If you keep feeling, what am I missing? What am I doing wrong? Because right now, I feel like I, I have done something wrong. So get in your word more. Stay prayed up. Stay reading your word. These are important, central things of having a relationship with God. And we can't have those things. We can't have a relationship with God without it. Because how will you ever know who Jesus was if you never read his biography? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How will you know how he got there before there if you don't read Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus? How did you was created? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. These are things you must know. How would you know that the Israelites went 40 years, 40, 40 years with the same shoes, same clothes? Some of us can't even go six months with the same shoes because they tear up. But God will make a provision over his own when he loves us. So I hope you enjoyed the devotional. I did. Um, it lets me know to stay strong through the testing. It lets me know that he's going to put me through, but it's only to make me pure gold so I can get off the soggy cereal and the ramen noodles. I pray you all have a blessed day. Remember, Jesus loves you, and I love you too. Okay, goodbye.